Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Come meet me at the Museo with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. And we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long We'll talk the games and all the rest About the team that we love best We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long We're gonna talk about the Cardinals all night long Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Meet Me Unusual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptal, C70 is bad at C70 on Twitter with me always at this time of year. Alan Medlock at uh, A Medlock What on Twitter. Uh, coming to you Saturday morning after the Cardinals blew a, a lead last night. And Alan, I tell you, that, that one hurt, I think, more than some of the... I mean, the Cardinals have had a lot of losses this year, but that one was, was kind of painful. Yeah, it was the uh, we had a fundraiser last night, so I wasn't able to watch much of it, if if at all, to be honest with you. But I was following on game day and going up eight one and thinking, oh man, after the uh, after the break, you know, the two day break, the unprecedented break, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I thought, okay, you know, I, I'm going to turn it off, feeling pretty good about it. And by the time I got home, I'd gotten the notica- notification they'd gotten beat. So, you know, I was like. Uh, you know, just never, uh, it, it just seems like it never ends right now. You know, you move into, you know, I'm on record of not really looking at the, uh, the records or the standings until June. Well, we're here and mm-hmm. you just kind of wonder when, uh, things are going to, going to get a little bit better. You know, I'm still fairly optimistic about it, but you know, these are the ones that hurt. And it seems like we've said that a lot. Yeah. It, it reminds me, um, a little bit last night. It was 2007. I it was the all-star break 2007 
And the Cardinals, I think, had maybe won the game going into the All-Star break. But, you know, they had a little bit of momentum, had some days off. There was, you know, some idea that Chris Carpenter would be coming back. All that, you kind of felt a little bit good. I mean, they weren't, they, I think they were under 500 at the time. But, you you know, it was kind of like this year. They're not out of it completely. And you felt a little bit better about it. And then they came out the first game after the All-Star break. Kip Wells threw, um, gave up like four runs in the first inning or something like that. You know, it was just dead after that, you know. Sure. And that kind of, and that's when I started writing the blogs when I remember that. Um, but it kind of felt like that last night, right? Because we had the two, you're right, you had the two days off. You have this gap, a longer gap than normal. Um, even though they had lost the game, you know, lost the series against the Indians or the guardians still old, um, that you kind of felt like, Hey, you know, they're making these moves or moving mats to the bullpen, they're calling up Jordan Walker again. Um, you know, they're going up against, uh, you know, pirates team that has slipped off a little bit since they saw them last time. And you just kind of felt like, and then yeah, to jump up five to five to nothing, I think, um, you just felt like okay, we're, you're you're fine. You know, Flaherty's having one of his good games. The bullpen's rested, so you can go to Gallegos and Helsley and all that if you need to. Um, this is a great way to you know here here you go, and for it to just unravel really quickly and with one of those guards with Giovanni Gallegos, at least in part. I know um, Andre Palante had had a hand in it too, but. Um, to have that just unravel, I mean, that feels like a gut punch. It kind of feels like, you know, for the fact that the Cardinals are still, what, four or five games out of everything, you just don't know that they're ever going to get over the hump. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, last week we go, uh, you know, Monday's one of those, Memorial Day, big baseball holiday for me. You go in, you have Kansas City, you feel like you can get a run. You know, we, we recorded the show last week and we kind of went over some things that we thought would, uh, you know, we're going to make a difference and kind of change. Well, then they go out there and they lay an egg and it's, you know, the, hey, this is the 18th and 19th, uh, 18th day, 18th game in a row of 19. You know, we're going to run into some struggles there and you're like, mm, you kind of shrug and say, okay, I get it. I go, but that you want it. You, it, it, well, I believe it was the second biggest home crowd this season outside of the opener. Memorial Day always is. And. And to come out and play poorly, you know, that's, I mean, it, it, that's a disappointment to me, you know, mm-hmm. and then you come around and you, but, but you see Michael do what he did on, on Tuesday and he thought, okay, I, we're kind of stepping up only to lead to, you know, three days later to where some of the things that we had talked about being an issue, um, Flaherty following up on a Michael's great start with a great start of his own and Goldschmidt and Arenado account for six hits last night and they still get beat. (laughs) You know, those are one of those. It's just, you start, you start circling. When is everything going to come together or will everything come together? And it's, it's a little bit worrisome now. Yeah, a little bit. And you know, the bulk of the blame does go to Gallegos, but there were other issues, including, you know, like I said, neither one of us watched the game, but you know, bases loaded, I think, three times is what I saw in, you know, in and never were able to score runs. It's, it's that situation, right? They scored five runs in an inning and then never added on. Yeah. And that's a situation that we've seen over many years happen. And it does feel like, yeah, if they jumped out early, you know, if they score all their runs of having one big inning in the first two or three, 
that you kind of get a little concerned because there's a good chance the other teams come back. I, I know, you know, I think Pittsburgh's done it to them. I don't know how many times. Um, and that's, but I don't know, you know, and then you look at, you know, Flaherty had a good start, but he only went five and a third. Um, partly, I, I don't, I don't know why the pitch count got up. I mean, six strikeouts is part of it, I'm sure. And I, I'm not saying that you should let him go much farther because he was at a hundred some pitches. So, you know, you're moving him is probably fine, but still you would have liked to seen with a five run lead. You'd like to see him get through six, which, you know, maybe you just don't get that in this day and age. That's, that's fine. Um, and I'm definitely not faulting him, but you wonder if he had been able to go six, would that have changed some of the dynamics? You never know. I mean, you don't know, but um, so yeah, there's, even though there was good things from the Cardinals last night, yeah, there's still blame to go around and I'm pretty much almost at every spot, um, you know, offense, pitching, bullpen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you fix it. I mean, the Cardinals have you know, finally made the move officially to move Steven Matz to the bullpen and let Matthew Libertor start. Um it, it took a while. Um, do you think this is a permanent thing or do you think they're going to find some excuse to get Matt's back to the rotation at some point? Uh, I would think that it's a, uh, that it's it just a reset and he'll be back in the rotation before we know it. Um, the first falter of one of the other starters. I mean, it, I, I don't like this for Libertor because it would seem like the first time he has a bad game, he's either going to Memphis or, you know, you know where I'm going with this. I mean, that's just kind of been their yeah, MO yeah. over the past couple of years of, of uh, the, the leash is going to be short on some of these young guys where I would kind of like to see him get the extended run. I, you know, I, and, it, and then on the flip side though, can they afford that at this point? I mean, I, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. Just to answer your question, I think that it's probably just going to be a reset and they'll uh, figure a way to get back in there and less, he just comes out and pitches out of the bullpen like he did last year. But I get the feeling that, you know, no one will be happy in that situation, really. I, you know, I don't know. It's it, it's a tough situation right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that we've seen him start his last game this year. And I think that's – I think that's probably right. I do think – Cardinals have said a lot about how they like the velocity uptick when he came yeah. out of the pen, he did have a good outing out of it. What was that Saturday or Sunday or sometime uh, uh, in the Cleveland series, I think. Um, and just to move him there at all is, is somewhat telling. Um, I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, if there's a stumble or even no, I mean, if somebody gets hurt, he's probably, you know, he's the first guy that goes back into the rotation most likely. Cause there's not necessarily anybody just waiting in the wings at Memphis. Um, I think Dakota Hudson had a good start last time out, but you know he's still, I think, a long way from from the Cardinals trusting him to come up. Um, I I think that if he, I think if he finishes the year in the bullpen, I mean, I think we talked about this last time. You know how how what does that mean for the last two years of his contract, right? I mean, where are you, you know, what are you going to do with him? Because if you let him be in the bullpen for an extended period of time, it's difficult to then say okay, now we want him to start again, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think that's interesting to, to, to watch. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to take an injury, probably, 
Um, but you're right. They could easily, you know, two bad games out of Libertor and send him back down. That'd be, would be the right thing to do, but you know, and especially this season, which if it starts to get away from them, then it's, it's not going to hurt them to let Libertor develop in the major leagues a little bit more. Sure. I mean, that's, and I wondered about that. Do you feel like this is me? I don't know. This is going to sound, sound dumb and it may be just super optimistic for me, but does this seem like a year later for Libertor than we actually expected him to, to make a difference? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know that uh, where he was during the trade, but it seems like a long time ago that we talked about the Rosa Reina trade to this one. Yeah. And uh, the the expected outcome, to me, seemed like it should have been sooner. But I don't know if that's a handling issue or, or if a preparation issue or, or, or any of those things. Um, I don't know. Do you, does that make any sense at all? Yeah, I think that... I think when he when the trade was coming, if you said in what was it twenty nineteen, um, hey, when is Matthew Levitor going to be in the majors, or, or he's going to be the majors in twenty twenty three? We just said or twenty twenty two, and then you know really step into it twenty twenty three. We'd said, well, what happened, you know? But I also think that you know losing that year of development in twenty twenty made a difference, um, and. In regard to that, yeah, it still feels like I feel like he should have had more of an impact last year. Um, but yeah, when you factor in losing that time, because I know, I know he pitched at the uh, you know summer camp that they basically had over there in Saugat uh, that year, but you know that wasn't quite the same. It just kept his arm loose to more than anything. Um, I think I think all of it, all of those prospects, you know, even Jordan Walker, even Mason Wynn, all all those people that came through at that time, um, you know, that loss of a year is is hard to measure. I know that Kyle's talked about it somewhat too. So, um, and that's you know, we're talking about some of the the top ones that actually got to do something, not those you know second tier guys that had to go sit at home or get a job or something for that year. So, um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get. I think. I think I agree with you, but I think I'd also chalk it up a little bit to the weirdness of the last couple of years. That's true. And you you hit on something that uh, I just about brought up, and why, why I was kind of wavering on my answer is, uh, I think that you're going to see him back in the rotation for what you said alone. The uh, I think the apprehension of of free agent starters coming here, knowing that this could happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that they, that is a concern that they have as difficult as a uh, time as they've had of bringing guys in. I think that you'll see a reset and see him come back. And I think that definitely plays a part in it of that. Uh, hey, we have a hard time. Uh, we have a hard time bringing anybody in. We can't, you know, we can't uh, show that we mishandled this situation. Yeah, I think that's 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 definitely something to, to, to factor in. Um, the fact that the Cardinals have you know, so, so many spots in the rotation next year will help them, but yeah, I mean, it could be difficult either that, or you're going to have to overpay, which, you know, how much the Cardinals love to overpay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've boxed themselves in. I know that we're going to get that and get, go into that later in the show, but I mean, go yeah, ahead. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. they're kind of, I, I think that, you know, they have made an, they have made efforts in the past to, I don't want to say humor the players because that's not right. But to make people feel right, you know, to, to, to have their reputation be that they're a place where people want to play, right? I mean, they want to try to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I think to some degree they take that even too far, right? I mean, we saw it with Matt Carpenter at times and, and stuff like that, like their loyalty to players and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, I think that, I think that that's a very good factor to put in there. Um, you know, whether it's enough or not, I, I don't know, but, um, and, and I don't know if that, if they'll be able to say, and especially if it's close, especially if, you know, the, the team starts to rally and starts to, you know, be a little bit more competitive for towards spots, you know, it becomes a little harder to then put a guy that has struggled back in the rotation, um, even with that factor. Um, but I think that if it's a tiebreaker type of situation, then that, that definitely plays a role. Yeah, that's true. And that's, you know, and, and <laughs> one of these to where they're going to try to figure out a, uh, um, a way to uh, get him back in. I uh, look for the bud words, buzzwords of, uh, you know, things we're seeing in the bullpens and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? Some of the stuff yeah, that they've yeah. always said, like when guys will go down, and I, you know, I'm a believer in this as well. So don't get me wrong of, uh, you know, the go down and the results in, in uh, Memphis can look abysmal, but they still bring them up. And the deal is, Hey, what we saw, what you didn't see, you know, type of situation. I, I could, I bet we get some of that talk with, with Matt's as well. I mean, and we, we get that some, right. I mean, I mean, I, I want to say, I, I say that I I'm trying to say that I think that the Cardinals do have a lot more information and there are times where that works out. Um, there are times where it doesn't, um, you know, and the, the results that we saw in the field, um, are true. Um, I know that there's an article up on the dispatch today that Gould was teasing and I haven't had a chance to read it, but it had something about Steven Matz's, um, you know, call path back to the rotation. So there's, there's already, you know, thoughts of how he can get back there. And I know that's, that's what he wants. I mean, he, you know, he's paid for a starter. He's been a starter. He's also been a reliever, but he's mainly, he's, I'm sure you, he treats himself as a starting pitcher and, you know, f- to some degree, if you're not out there starting and you're not out there helping the team for five or six innings, um, because Stephen Matt's never go seven, um, then you, you're feeling like you're not doing your job or, you know, it's not what you want. And these guys are competitive. You know, they, you know, they want to do what's good for the team, but they also want to, they feel what's good for the team is for them to be out there every fifth day. So um, I, I don't fault that. I don't blame that. Um, it's just very interesting to see if the Cardinals will continue that. Um, you know, that being said, the rest of the rotation has had its own issues. Right. And I hate to talk about Adam Wainwright, but I, and I know, you know, he had his start and his last couple starts have been, shaky it, it, it adam always comes out and says well you know had this or we had some you know, blue kids or, or you know there were some reasons and, and i'm not saying they're excuses there are reasons but it's also to the point where i think like he are not giving up some of those blue pits if you were throwing a couple miles harder or faster um it's it's starting to wonder about whether whether the veteran pitcher part can overcome the lack of you know lack of use part and i i'm starting to feel like that maybe it can't yeah and which leads to a lot of the questions that that we all had of mm-hmm. are, aren't the cardinals one pitcher short yep 
you know, that we had during the off during the off season mm-hmm. of, Hey, at some point he's not going to be able to bounce back, you know, and at some point Jack's not going to live up to expectations. And right. at some point, you know, Michaelis is going to take a step back, you know, um, some of those things that you probably felt like you could overcome a little bit are, are really being exposed now because you didn't move on it. And you know what? I fully believe that, that they did try to grab an arm and they probably, uh, they probably, uh, dodged a bullet on the, the, the Rodon situation mm-hmm. who I've never been a big believer in just due to injury history alone. And some of the other guys that were out there were in the same boat, you know, they're, they're hurt, you know, so paying the premium price for some of the guys isn't always the, the perfect remedy, but you would see that there, that the worst case scenario may honestly be happening right now in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, we looked at it and I do agree. I agree that the Cardinals probably tried to get an arm, but I also think it was a hard sell. I mean, cause there were five veteran starters that yeah. it's like, if you're going to go out and talk to a guy like that, they're like, where am I going to play? Who, who am I going to take the spot of? Um, you know, maybe they would have, I, you know, again, we, we saw how long it took them to move Steven Matz. You know, maybe they'd have done that if they would signed a Verlander or something, which they wouldn't have done. Um, but you know, it's it's hard for me to see that the Cardinals doing that kind of thing. So I think they were kind of boxed in with the fact that Adam came back and um, they have all these veterans that they couldn't, you know, it wasn't like a situation where somebody could move to the bullpen very easily or move to Memphis at all, like uh, if Libertor had been in the rotation. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, and I think that they said, look, okay, yeah, these are worst case scenarios for this player, this player, this player, this player, but we're not going to hit all all these, you know, two or three of these are going to be, you know, somebody's going to hit their best case. A couple of these are going to be in the middle. And then you have maybe one guy's the worst, you know, and if, 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 if it was just Adam Wainwright getting lit up on a daily basis, we're not worried about it. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, we talk about Adam and we talk about his situation and his future, but we're not concerned about it in the size of the team because if four out of five days, you've got a decent pitcher. It's just not that way anymore. You know, Michael yeah. has come around to be more of what we expected. And you could get those one and, you know, the good start, bad start type of thing with Flaherty. You just, you don't hundred percent know what you're going to get, but it's not quite worst case scenario. Like it was early in the year. Um, but Montgomery has struggled as of late. We've talked about Wainwright. We've talked about Matt's. So, yeah, I don't I don't think they expected all of this to go bad on them. Yeah, yeah. And like we talked about last week, was was Lever tour the arm that they thought would get them out of trouble if it did? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew that we had talked about, hey, who's close? Who's going to be here? And we kind of took Lever tour out of it a little bit and said, who can actually come up and make a difference? Um and I wonder if that that's the only, I, I mean, I understand they're, 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 they're more prepared than, than you or I are in the situation with what they have, but still I do kind of wonder what the safety valve was a little bit on who they were going to call up or what they could do if things were to get crappy. Yeah. Cause it's really, it was really felt like it's just Libertor, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the only one that was close. I mean, we probably said four or five names last week that, uh, you know, or, are they're years away, you think, potentially. Yeah, the other option, you know, going into the season, they may have also felt like Hudson and Woodford were options. 
Um, obviously, I mean, we started the season with Woodford right in the in the rotation, and that went about as well as we thought. But um, you know, Woodford had shown a little bit last year. You know, and he showed a lot in spring training. Um, Hudson, you know, they've always been a little bit higher on Hudson than maybe um, we feel like they should have been. So I think they have those guys along with Libertor. So they're feeling like, okay, we'd have to take a step down with those guys, but it's not like, you know, from the penthouse to the outhouse type of thing. You know, you're taking, yeah. you know, dropping two or three stories or something of that nature. Um, you know, that being said, that's not been the case. You know, I mean, we, we saw that we saw Woodford. Um, we have not seen Hudson yet this year and his results in Memphis are showing why. Um, so, you know, when you take those out, yeah, I, they didn't have the, we, and we knew that the depth wasn't like it used to be for sure. You know, back when they, we thought they could trade Alcantara and Gallon and thought they were still had plenty of pitching. Um, it's not like it was then, but they, they probably did feel like they had a couple of homegrown guys that could cover some gaps. If somebody got hurt or anything of that nature. And I mean, they still can, but, uh, you know, they're still not going to, they're not going to live up to the low standards that this rotation has right now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, and it's that, that it's troubling to, to see you know <laughs> the situation that they're in. And you know what? I I I honestly forget about Dakota Hudson. You mm. know, whenever we bring these names up. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I and it's it's that's the the big the biggest question I have is if they truly feel like they're in it and expanded playoffs may say that they probably are, what can they do to go get somebody? Because that may be a name leaving that, that, that will surprise us a little bit. Not, And I don't even think it's just going to be the excess of, of players that they have. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they go about it. Yeah, today, right now, as we record this, Cardinals five and a half games out of the division, five games out of the wild card. Um, the last wild card spot, um, a game and a game behind the Cubs for last place. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think they have to go out and get somebody, but you're right. I mean, we've talked a lot about them trading out of that outfield depth. Well, currently, you know, the entire starting outfield is on the injured list. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a game last night. I think it was last night that had Jordan Walker and then Tommy Edmond and, and Brendan Donovan playing outfield and Donovan and Edmund have been out there at least a couple of times. Um, you know, where is there that depth that you can trade from? Is there somebody that's going to want Alec Burleson who hits the ball well, but the results aren't there yet. And maybe somebody can feels like they could tap into that. Um, you know, nobody's going to take Tyler O'Neill who can't seem to get on the field this year. We have no idea when that might return. Uh, you know, Dylan Carlson has to get back healthy. And I don't know that the Cardinals are that anxious to trade Dylan Carlson. And I don't know what Dylan Carlson's market is after, you know, a little bit of a disappointment. Um, 
you know, what are you going to, how are you trading from out of that? You know, how are you trading from your middle infield where Paul DeYoung has started to to slow down? You know, is even if you wanted to move him, could you, um, you can't move, (laughs) you can't move Edmund and Donovan because they're playing in the outfield. Um, I, you know, that depth that the Cardinals have, you know, I'm sure they can work around and, and make some sort of move from it, but I don't know that it's going to bring you back, you know, anything terribly much of value. Now, that being said, you know, you can maybe find a deal, although it'd be closer to the deadline, which may not be a helpful thing when we talk about when the Cardinals should make moves. Um, you know, last year they lost Oviedo for Quintana, and that was a deal that's okay, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of deal, you know, Quintana was having a good year. He was free agent, you know, nothing necessarily overly splashy turned out to be a really good move. You know, could they make something like that? I probably, maybe, depending on what's out there. But, you know, this team needs more than just uh, one Jose Quintana. Yeah, the middle of, uh, yeah, I agree with that. As, as, as big as that was of an acquisition, and they seem to hit on those quite a bit. They bring yeah. those guys in that's successful. Um, it, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that's enough. All right, I've kind of played footsie with this the whole time, but I do want to want to ask you about this. I'm sure this was just him shooting from the hip, but does passing bringing up Goldschmidt's name raise your eyebrows a little bit? I can't see the Cardinals trading Goldschmidt. Um, I, I bet it's probably for the same reason that I I do. But go ahead. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of reasons. One, you know, they made such an effort to get him, and then to get him and Arenado together. Okay. I think they yeah. built that core around that. Um, two, I don't 100 percent know if Goldsman has no trade clause. I guess maybe he doesn't, but uh, you know, I I don't. I just that doesn't seem doesn't seem right, and I don't think Goldsman wants to go anywhere, as far as I know. You know, I don't see Goldschmidt being that kind of guy that just goes to a, you know, gets traded to a contender and then goes, moves on. You kind of that bounces around a little bit. I mean, he feels like a guy that's going to stay put. Um, I think the Cardinals would probably add another year or two to his contract um, or re-sign him when it gets done. Um, I think they've got a lot invested in him. Now, again... I also can't get my head around the Cardinals selling, which is what that would be. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, that, that more so to me than anything is the fact that we've never seen it. I don't think we're going to see it. And, uh, the Arnado factor, the, were the things that I would think that that was probably spitballing from passing more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's that idea of, okay, let's look at a team that's not, that's struggling and what could they do? Yeah. But it's not, not an informed, you know, okay. no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Mo came out, what was it this week? I think it was, with, I think it was Memorial Day, uh, talking with the cat. And, you know, he said, hey, you know, we don't, they, they, selling was not in their mindset right now. Yeah. They were looking to add to this. They expected to be able to add to this. Now, you know, a bad June and you get it to the, you know, get to the middle, you get to Father's Day and you're 10 games out. That may change some things, right? Um, because you know, there's a lot harder to try to bounce back from 10 games out mid June than it is, you know, in April, as we saw, um, even with a better schedule and and things of that nature. So, you know, that can change, but I can't imagine, even if the Cardinals 
don't think they can do anything this year. A sell is not going to happen. A a significant sell. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I mean, could they move a piece that we didn't necessarily expect them to move? Yeah, maybe. I mean, could they like trade Jordan Montgomery because he's a free agent in the year? Yes. Could they do that? I, I I would say that's that's in the realm of possibility, um, and that would be considered a sell. But I also think that that's you know that's that's like ten percent off um, at Amazon, and it's not like a Prime Day deal. <laughs> that's yeah. Kind of thing. Um, it's 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 a you'll get a little bit, but it's not going to be. You're not going to see them strip down to the studs. You're not going to see. Goldschmidt go. You're not going to see, um, you know, Jordan Walker go. You're not going to see a, a trade that that sends Mason Wynn out. Um, you know, although a trade with Wynn would probably more look more like a buy because he'd be have to be the key to some big big piece. Um, I I don't think you're going to see much. And I mean, it's sad to say, but it, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the trade deadline comes and they don't do anything. Because they're too, oh. they don't feel like they're close enough, and there's not much they could do to to impact this team. Yeah, I mean that's and aren't we used to that? I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't uh, the, the two moves last year the last minute moves, last minute announcement? Yeah. Um, it, isn't that about as exciting as we've had in the last five years? Really? Yeah, yeah. The difference would be that. Well, I don't know if the difference would be much. You're probably about right. I was going to say the difference would be that the Cardinals would be not doing something because they didn't expect to win, not doing something because they couldn't find anything to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit different motivation with the same results. Sure. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not used to a lot at the, I mean, Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery. That's, that was the biggest deadline deadline deal we've had. In quite some time, so yeah, they yeah, it's just moving out. Bader is essentially was the name, you know, right, just because right. of what we thought the Cardinals were going to build around the. Uh, yeah, I was I I was thinking about that, and then five years was just the first thing that popped into my mind because it seems like in the time that we've done the show that the the deadline has always been kind of just a, you know a flatliner, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. us that it's just not as exciting as everywhere else. But they have improved by doing some you know, under the radar, no, I wouldn't even say under the radar, but some moves that we thought, eh, that's not very intriguing, but it did improve the team. I right. wonder if they're going to rest on their laurels on those moves and, and maybe do the same type of situation this year, which I, you know, I, I think that that, that couple of good wills, but just about done, you know, then it's, it's, that's going to be tough to swallow. You know, that being said, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's going to be out there at the trade deadline, right? That, that would not, be the bigger issue, yeah. It doesn't seem to be like, like last year when we all got worked up about Juan Soto, you know, there doesn't seem to be that kind of guy. I mean, Shohei Otani is theoretically, but, you know, the, the Angels are not likely to move him. Um, you know, other than that, I don't know who's the big name, who's the big splash that the Cardinals could go get. Now that, you know, the Cardinals could go, you know, could go get a guy that we don't have any idea that's on the market, but I don't know. Yeah. And, and I don't know and if they're making small moves. Yeah. They could help the team and maybe that's enough, but you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's just shuffling deck chairs. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, and it's hard to know because this is, you know, we're a long way from that. I mean, the Cardinals, 
should be making moves now, right? But John Mosley Local will tell you that the market's not settled and, you know, you, you can't get, people aren't making moves this year, blah, 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 blah. I, I still feel like you could try to do, you know, you should be trying to do something and you don't have to wait till July to necessarily make a move. Um, no. Yeah. And it's going to be, I do, I, it's one of those now under new management and whatnot, it may not be the same situation, but it will be tough to see Milwaukee go and make a move next week that they're known to do to improve. And the Cardinals are sitting saying, Hey, market, you know, we just can't risk it right now. You know, that those are the ones that are, that's the ones that's tough to, to explain to me. Yeah, I agree. Because the Brewers have made moves early in the season that have been significant for them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at the White Sox. They have a record that's about the same as the Cardinals, but you know they're seven and a half games out, ten games out in the wild card. Um, and that's because they're in a. You know, you feel like, and we've, you know, there's been a lot of talk about pitchers on the White Sox. You know, you you feel like that's a, a situation, a move that the Cardinals could maybe pull the trigger on a little earlier. You know, I don't know that the White Sox, depending on who it is. Now, if it's Dylan Cease, then yes, maybe they wait. But if it's a Lance Lynn, I don't know that waiting till the deadline gets you that much more, right? Um, yeah. And if nothing else, you could ask right now. And, you know, the desperation that the Cardinals might, should be feeling, um, you know, maybe they toss in and pay a little bit more than they normally would have. Um I, you know, it seems unlikely given, given the way John Jose look at them work, but you know, at times they do feel the little bit of heat. So who knows? Now, again, you know, we don't know what teams ask, you know, I mean, if the, the White Sox come back and say, yeah, we want Mason win for Lance Lynn and it's like, you know, no, I mean, that's obviously not going to happen. Um, and that's, that's what's a little bit hard on our side of things. And I'm sure the front office gets frustrated with us fans as well because it's like you know you know because we keep saying people keep saying well they didn't trade dylan carlson straight up for one soda well that wasn't you know that wasn't the deal the deal probably had jordan walker in that next or, or mason win also in that you know had a lot of people in that and so we don't necessarily know what the asks are and sure. sometimes asks as we've we've seen right i think mo said that about sean murphy that the asks the a's had for the cardinals turned out to be a lot different than what they got from the Braves, whether that's because they're trying to hold up the Cardinals because of reputations of trades or the Cardinal front office doesn't negotiate as well. I don't know. Um, But it's still difficult for us to judge that the front office should have done this or should have done that when we don't know what the other side of that equation is. Yeah. So, um, but, well, you know, again, I think it does feel like there's an opportunity perhaps to do something now and try to stop the bleeding and, you know, maybe start, you know, fill the hole at the bottom of the boat and start bailing out water. And then maybe come the deadline, you can add on to the, you know, add a motor to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And that's, it's, uh, these are fun to talk about it and I love it, but then there is that, Oh, this, that opinion of, we really don't know what's going on behind yeah. closed doors and how hard they are trying, but it, it does. It's kind of like that anchor, you know, it's, it, it just weighs them down because some things never seem to change. And, and I felt like there were some obvious solutions out there that, that they just didn't pull the plug on. So, yeah, I don't know. And that's where I think that as fans, that's what makes uh, July 
exciting and frustrating and, and, you know, in the same breath. Yeah. So I think the other topic conversation this week, or at least one of the other topics of conversation this week was the fact that the Cardinals are still carrying their third catcher. <laughs> uh, Trey Barrera has, I, I, at one at last I looked, had like two at bats, had caught like seven innings or something like that since he got called up back in the whole Wilson Contreras kerfuffle. Um, is is this the best roster move now? Maybe it doesn't matter now because eighteen hundred outfielders are now on the injured list. So maybe you know when somebody gets healthy, we'll see this change. Uh, and now that Jordan Walker's up. Um, it, it, it's not, I don't know that there's anybody else just knocking on the door, unless you want to talk about Luke and Baker, which maybe we could. Um, but I mean, is this really that, is it really smart to carry a third catcher like this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I would love to hear an explanation on why they, they've done this and not that it's owed to anybody. I don't mean it like that. It's just. I, to me, I'm just like, wow, gosh, man, that's a wasted roster spot. Now, now Barrera's obviously, you know, he's making an MLB salary right now and eating MLB food, and he's in a big league uniform. But how beneficial is it to him just to come and sit here, honestly, as a roster spot and a player? Doesn't make a lot of sense. And to me, it, it I don't know. I mean, it almost shows less confidence in Contreras than, than, uh, than we've been led to believe. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, I don't, I don't know. I would love to hear an explanation of why, why it is that they've, de- that, that they've decided to, to organize the roster this way. Uh, and I'm sure there probably is a good explanation where we're like, okay, now that does make sense, but they haven't made one yet, which really makes us make, have these comments right now. Yeah. I will say, okay. The original reason they brought Bertera up um, was the day before they brought him up. You know, Contreras was the DH right before we found out, hey, he's going to be the DH. Um, and Kisner was the catcher. Yeah. And in the eighth inning, they pinch it for Kisner, which meant they lost their DH. Um, and Hinesis Cabrera, who came in, had to go into the lineup, never got to bat, of course, didn't worry about it. But I think they were concerned that if Kisner's going to be your starting catcher, they were going to lose. That was going to happen more and more often. And so they wanted to have a catcher up here so that if they pinch it for Kisner, they could put a catcher in instead of having to move Contreras out of the DH. Yeah. Now, that was back when they thought Contreras was going to DH for apparently three years, uh, and it lasted a week. And so now, Jeff Jones put out this week that that Barrera may have an option, and he may not. There's some some discussion about he contested something during, uh, I think, his suspension or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly. But basically, he may not have options, and so he'd have to clear waivers. Now, one, it's hard for me to – I mean, I get that. And I get the Cardinals. You know how the Cardinals are. They hoard. They they don't want to ever lose a resource if they don't have to. Um, but I mean, one, and I don't think it's impossible to think that Barrera is going to clear waivers and you put him back in Memphis, right? I yeah. Don't, not saying that he won't, because I think the Cardinals got him from Washington because he went on waivers. So somebody might, but it's not like he's been tearing it up in the major leagues and somebody's going to take a shot at him. He's 
you know, I don't know that I don't, I didn't look at his Memphis numbers. He's got a little bit of power and yeah, he's not bad at backup catcher, but if you lose a backup catcher, it, you lose a backup catcher. I mean, the Cardinals have Yvonne Herrera that's available if they, if, if somebody gets hurt. Um, and I don't know, somebody's gotta be backing him up at Memphis. So it's not like they're, I, I don't know. I just feels like the idea that they might lose Brera is the reason that they're holding on to him <laughs> is dicey at best, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like they have through the last 20 years of Molina have figured out that they can get a catcher in here of the same ilk pretty, pretty easy, right. you know? And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It, it this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, the DH and all that, that I can understand that play for a little while, but, but, you know, he's earned the majority of the catching starts and it just seems like overkill at this point. So, you know, the, uh, the waiver claim and whatnot seems just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, that's assuming that's the reason I, I don't, you know, that's just kind of the only thing you can figure type of thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, right now, I don't think it's a huge issue. Like yeah, I said I don't. Luca Baker is doing very well at Memphis, and in a normal situation, I think you definitely bring him up, and maybe you still do. Maybe you still add him to the forty man. Although you can move, have they moved Tyler O'Neill to the sixty day yet? I can't remember. I'm not sure if there's a spot on the forty man or if they can how easily they can make one. But um, you know, maybe you add him to the to the forty man and let him be your bench bad occasional dh yeah um i don't know i I mean i think there's an argument for that there's an argument that you know if he's not gonna play every day and he's not because he's not gonna play at first base and gorman's gonna dh some although with all these out infielders in the outfield maybe not as much so i I think that you know the case for baker is a little bit stronger with all these outfielders on the d on the dl Uh, i injured list so maybe that's the case other than that though i don't there's nobody else that seems to be knocking on the door that needs needs a spot, right? Especially now that Jordan Walker's up. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know that was the move. That I the thing about Walker starting the season in St. Louis is I felt like you you lost that that ability to, and they may have wanted it from the start of the season, or they may not not buy into this at all. That move that's going to energize people. I felt like that's he had an, a, a good enough spring to make the roster, but to go down that quickly, then to come back up a site, there was not a lot of fanfare for him coming back up, and especially doing it on the road, where I always think that you can play that card to energize a little bit, bring the guy up. I think Baker could probably do that, um, but I, I'm not certain the Cardinals ever buy in to the momentum uh, shift like that. Um. So I don't know. I mean, and then to me, I wonder if that if it would be a swap with Yepes, which I'm not so certain they've ever handled him that well either. So I don't know. A lot of roster questions I have right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and it's it's a bit of a you know we've said this there I think a lot. I don't know that there is a perfect roster construction, but sure. this one feels like a lot of a lot of a lot in places and you know really lacking in others um it just it doesn't feel like it works real well 
together. And it's yeah. not going to get any better, right? I mean, as, as Carlson, if Carlson comes off the injured list and when Newt Barr does, whenever that is, probably in 10 days or so, you know, both those guys come back, then all of a sudden you're starting to have this outfield issue again, right? And somebody's probably, you know, Yepes is probably going back to Memphis and, um, you know, how that works. And maybe, maybe that's where you, you know, you lose Pereira there. I, I th- it feels like there's just in the, in the, in the, the triple a level is just not got, doesn't have what the Cardinals need right now. Of course, the Cardinals need pitching and that's maybe more than anything, but I don't know. It feels like it's kind of definitely in the down part of a cycle. Um, and hopefully that's a short thing and they kind of bounce back in the next couple of years. But you know, the, what the Cardinals have had over the last few years is, a pipeline of, of prospect coming up, even if they were the, the Tommy Edmund types, right. That, that didn't necessarily rate high on the prospect list or weren't supposed to carry the team, but have come up and been solid pr- production guys, you know, two, three, win war guys. Um, I don't know that they have a lot of those available right now. They've kind of staked their claim on some big names like Goldschmidt Ardotto, which is good. We like those and Contreras. Um, and you know, that, that kind of does block those kind of guys at times too. You know, you're, you're kind of stuck with, you know, I don't want to say stuck because we like these guys and we're, you know, we, this is the right play, but those are playing guys that play all the time and they're going to be out there. And so there's those opportunities for other people, even if they had them, which they don't seem to, would be more limited. Sure. Sure. And, you know, and with a healthy, um, this, I, I think we can draw a line between the two of them. With a healthy and productive outfield, we're looking at, hey, gosh, we just don't have the room for a Gorman slash Donovan right now. How, I mean, this is a wealth of talent. And now everybody's in the outfield. So I don't know if any of those guys would have been the ones that would have been like, hey, they're knocking on the door quickly. If that would have been more of a necessity, than, or not necessarily, more of a, um, a luxury than a necessity at this point. You know, and that's, I know that doesn't necessarily answer the question, but I felt like, you know, you bring up Edmund and them and, and where we didn't know what to get with Gorman. Now Gorman's probably, you know, he's one of the top three hitters in the lineup right now to where right. he may, he could have potentially been the guy that, Hey, he's, he's, he's playing his way to where he has to get every day at bats type situation. And, and you're right. The guys like that are up because they, they kind of have to be. And then there's, there's nobody. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you that it's just, it's tough to get those. We're so used to that, that the fact that, we, that they're not around right now is, is kind of a, kind of a glaring weakness. And it kind of points to, have they gone pitching heavy a little too, yeah, a little too heavy in the draft at this point? I mean, I hope that any of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, of course, you know, the, the pitchings that they've got is farther down. Although, you know, maybe you're looking at a McGreevy, um, you know, here at some point in time, uh, you know, we talked about that last week. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that of course, if they had a healthy and productive outfield, then yeah, you then we're talking about, okay, they can move a uh, Tyler O'Neill for something and then be able to plug in Jordan Walker, or Alec Burleson or somebody, yeah. you know, on the, on the regular and, and not really miss a beat while improving the team. And I think maybe that's kind of what the Cardinals thought they would get, right? Uh, have the all these outfielders 
And then, you know, if they can get a good outfield going, then they can trade out of the surplus. The problem is there's just not as been a surplus with the injuries and the less lack of production. And so that plan may have to go out the window uh, if that was a plan at all. So, yeah, I, injuries have not helped this team. It's not been why the team's been, you know, in last place, but it surely hasn't helped anything. Yeah, that's – and, you know, and it's funny you bring up uh, Burleson and those guys, and he was one of the ones last year that were like, man, they just happened to, to find a spot for him quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, he can come in. And then, of course, it was, a, well, you don't want to waste them on the bench. And, and uh, um, <laughs> you know, that, that – I'm trying to, to beat around the bush to say that he would have been the perfect guy in this situation to be like, Hey, they got to call him up, you know, type deal. Right. And, but this side of the injuries and whatnot, all those guys are in the lineup, you know, every day now. Mm. Yeah. And, and I know I, I it's going to be very interesting because I know the Cardinals love how hard he hits the ball um, and things of that nature, but you just have to wonder when that is going to, how long you can wait for that to translate to results. You know, I think, I think it's, it would be reasonable. I know he had a really great year at Memphis and there may not be a lot for him to prove down there, but you know, maybe that, maybe it takes a little bit more of adjusting something down there, or maybe it's, he's just got to learn it. I mean, his looking at his uh, baseball savant page. There's a good bit of red there, but there's some blue there's, you know, he's not barreling the ball. If he starts barreling the ball, then we probably um, are doing all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how long they wait on him or if he is a guy that people say, hey, look, you know, we feel like we can make this adjustment. He's going to be good, so we'll trade you X. Um, granted, they're going to trade low, but, you know, he still may be a guy that gets moved out for something. And, you know, could be that kind of, it could be that Randy Rosarino kind of guy that, that then blossoms somewhere else. And we're like, man, why did Mo shouldn't should have stuck with him um but it's also hard to do with as many outfitters as they've got yeah yeah the uh hey that's true i mean it, we thought that uh hey opportunity knocks and it has and it just doesn't have worked i really like burleson the uh um i hope it works out for him because i just mm-hmm. i'd like that type player but uh you know it's tough being thrust into it right now yeah Cardinals have two more games of Pirates this weekend, including a morning Sunday morning game on Peacock with Albert Pujols doing the uh, um, color commentary, which would be interesting if you're watching at that point in time. Uh, then they have three games with the Rangers before coming back home and taking on the Reds. Um, I, I think that the Cardinals really need to take the next two for sure against Pittsburgh. And going to Texas is not going to be easy. Yeah, no, no, not at all. They, uh, they're actually really good. I've watched them twice this week, you know, with the, the day games and the lack of Cardinal games. So, and, you know, I'm never a big fan of going into the ballparks that they're not used to either. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those to where I thought that the scheduling was going to work in their favor this year. But, man, just the way that I look at some of these games and you have that that brutal West Coast trip and you come back and you rebound a little bit, then you go to Pittsburgh, then you go to a ballpark you're not used to, then you have Cincinnati who's playing well coming in. I mean, it's one of those where they just have to figure it out and the schedule's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not real fond of this 
playing everybody's schedule. Um, I kind of, I liked the, I know it got a little bit repetitive at times, but I also liked the, you know, buildup of playing people in your division a lot and seeing them a lot and having a chance to make, you know, make up ground if you're necessary. Um, or pad your, pad your stats if necessary. Um, I also like, you know, we've talked about this before, but I kind of liked having, you know, seeing some of these other teams. And, you know, I'm still not a big fan of interleague, but um, seeing some of those teams less often, you know, instead of seeing them every year, because it's not going to be nearly as special to see the Yankees every season after a while. But um, that's a different argument that I can make yeah. some other time. But uh, yeah, I, I think that you're right. You you know, you don't get a lot of, you are always going somewhere new to some degree, uh, you know, this, with this schedule. And um, at some point in time, maybe that'll be more familiar, but even at best, you know, you're going to Texas every other year. So how comfortable can you get at a, at a stadium like that? Um, and you're not, I mean, you seem to be always bouncing between, you know, a week on the road and a week at home. Um, although, or like it was last time, you know, two days at home and then go back out on the road, which makes a lot of sense. Um, it's scheduling is, is weird. It's a difficult thing to do. I know, but it's weird. Um, so yeah, this schedule's not going to help them. And, uh, you know, I did see where they have, I think it was, Dane Perry maybe wrote about it in his uh, sub stack where the Cardinals gonna have a lot more off days in the second half. You know, they're going to average a lot better. So they're going to have some times for rest, which is good. Um, but they're just going to have to do it. And I don't, I, you know, the later it gets, the longer, the harder it is to believe that they're going to actually get it done. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> we used to say this all the time. Just don't ruin my summer. Come on, fight back and let's do this. But I mean, it's every year, you know, the uh, the urgency on that just kind of leaves little by little. I don't, and I don't know. I mean, that's, it's funny. I had had high hopes for this year, and like I said, I still think they get back into this, and I still think they've mm-hmm. got a pretty good run in them. But you know, I think there's going to have to be some changes, and and uh, and relatively soon, where my skepticism comes from is I'm just not sure they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think there comes a point. It's a bit like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Um, you know, the team gets, they keep struggles and struggles and struggles in the first half and then bounces back and, you know, finds up in the playoffs. There's going to come a time where they don't bounce back. Sure. And um, it's harder and harder to see how it happens this year because there doesn't seem to be even the potential for consistent starting pitching. Now, sure. maybe that'll change with Libertor in the rotation and, you know, if if Michaelis is fishing the way he is, and you get a little bit better from Flaherty and Montgomery, and you, you get good stuff out of Levator, and then maybe Wainwright finds it. I mean, if nothing else, Wainwright has kept teams in the game. Yeah, uh, you know, most of the time he's got a couple of wins. Um, you know, maybe you could, you know, maybe you could come up with something that gets a bit of a run. Um, but you know, the, when you look at it now, it, it's. Yeah, it's a lot of ifs, and you know you don't expect necessarily all those ifs to, to pan out. No, and it, it's it's frustrating too because you know for years we were like, man, if they could just get a, another bat, and you know this and this, and you know here they go out and they have you know two of the best in the corners, and you and you uh, bring in Contreras last year, and you're thinking, okay, here we are, and then for the uh, for the problems to show up that that we 
kind of knew could happen, um, it's frustrating. And that being the starting pitching that it looked like a need from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, they painted themselves a little bit into a corner. You know, I know Ben Cerruti was very against the Matt Steele, um, and it's turned out to be he's been pretty precedent on that. Um, and others. I mean, it was everybody. There were other people that were too. And and you wonder if the Cardinals would have done themselves better to not do that deal. Um, but yeah, they've kind of. There's just not that. You know, I think what the Cardinals are the best are they've got enough in the minor leagues that they can switch out at the yeah. weak spot. Um, you know, whether it's the fifth spot in the rotation, if it's the you know guy on the bench, if it's the guys in the bullpen. You know, they've be able to do a little bit of roster churn if they need to. And they don't really have that now. I mean, you know, the move for Walker was the first move they made in two and a half weeks. And the move before that that move was Dylan Carlson going on the injured list and bringing up Libertor. You know, they haven't done a lot of roster churn this year. And it, partly because most people have been healthy except for the outfield. Um, and partly because they don't have those guys at Memphis to, you know. And the guys at the major league level, there's most of those guys are not where they can send them down, right? I mean... Yeah. There's not a lot, you know, a lot of times at the bullpen, you've got four or five guys that can go back and forth from Memphis. And this year, there's just not that, um, you know, there's nobody in the rotation that can do that except for Libertor now. Um, there's just not a lot of guys that you can rotate into Memphis. And that gives them a little less flexibility to fix some problems. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of what we talked about. They've gave kind of boxed themselves in on, on a lot of these things. And, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think that it, it, you couldn't completely foresee it, but uh, it is. It is going to worst case scenario type situation. Yeah. And you know, when you have back to back great starts and your your hitters are hitting um, to lose one, you just, you just kind of start thinking. You know, that's the way that I look at the good teams on a high school level is the three that they compete in all three levels: offense, defense, you know, and pitching. And when they're all clicking, they're really good. Um, the Cardinals have yet to kind of do that. And that's, you know, one of those signs that they may not be as good as yeah. we think they are. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure I, I believe that, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's still frustrating. It will be interesting to see what comes out of next week is blogger week, blogger day. Neither Alan and I are going to be able to make it this year. So we'll have to rely on, on the people that are there to hear what Mo says. But, you know, sometimes Mo says some different things in that group. Um, usually when he's mocking me, but um, so it will be interesting to see how he phrases something. I mean, he's not going to come out and say the team's terrible or anything like that, but um, he, it, you know, bloggers tend to ask a little bit different questions than the regular media do. And sometimes you get different answers. Um, so it's, I, I'm going to be interested to see what he has to say, but uh, and we won't know. It'll be after the next time we record. So it'll be a couple of weeks before we can really talk about it, but um, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if there's anything that he says that, uh, you know, kind of expresses maybe his frustration with what's going on as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh this is always an interesting week because he'll always start it off by, you know, I'm ready for some of these questions or this could be rough, you know, kind of, kind of sets the stage on his own and controls the room. It's always interesting how that happens. Yeah, it is. And it does. Uh... Definitely will be a different one. Of course, I, there have been some blogger days because we do them early in the year that the Cardinals have been struggling. Um, I want to say, I don't know if it was last year or not, that they might have been in third or fourth place last year when we went and had mm -hmm. some 
interesting questions. Um, well, we were there the the day after they fired three coaches. Yeah, what that was uh, one of the more interesting 17, ones. 17, 18, 19, whatever it was. That, yep. Yeah, they had. Yeah, it was a couple of days after they had just just revamped the staff. Um, yeah, there's been some some interesting ones. So. Anyway, well, Alan and I will be back next week to talk, hopefully, about uh, maybe a maybe a good week of Cardinal baseball. It'd be really nice to do that. Um, but until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. The swing and a long fly ball to left by Ozzie. He wouldn't. Would he? Go!